0: I want to today maybe give us a little bit of a an overview. Maybe you have missed one of these weeks. Maybe you haven't been here all these weeks. That's totally okay. Today I want to just help us maybe just put all the pieces together. Obviously, there's a lot of things around dreaming, around vision, around uh, having a, a plan for our lives, a goal with Jesus, dreaming about what could be in our lives. There's so much we can we could cover in this in this subject. But today I want to just give us a little bit of like a, a little bit of an attempt at a bow tie on these last few weeks. Uh, I want to help us do it. First, I want to just engage a couple of Proverbs with you. Proverbs is this book of wisdom. It's really to help us live with skill, with intention, with not just default, but with design in our lives, to make wise, skillful choices. And the book of Proverbs actually talks about the power of having a vision. It talks about the power of having a dream. And even apart from following Jesus, it's just good to have a goal, right? It's just good to have a vision. It's good to have a plan for our lives. And as we think about Jesus, that he's created us and created us in a new way as we follow him, how much more is it better to live with some attention, with some design, with a vision, with a dream? Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Maybe you're experiencing that right now. The pain, whether it's in little small pain of just, it's, a, it's an ache, it's a, it's a disappointment, it's a frustration. Maybe it's a huge hope that's been deferred, dream that's been deferred, desire that's been deferred. It, it does something to us. It can stall us out. It can make, make the heart, make the soul sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life a dream, a, a hope, an intention, a desire, a vision fulfilled is a tree of life. maybe you've experienced that in your life. maybe you experienced the power and the fulfillment and the the joy that comes from setting a goal, whether it's to to lose fifteen pounds, whether it's to to conquer a new skill, whether it's to take new ground in your business or in your job or in your studies and you've experienced that like it's just enriching, it's fueling, it's encouraging when when we live into a dream we see it fulfilled even when we see it partially fulfilled even when the first couple steps seem to gain momentum gain traction hope deferred it just makes makes your insides sick just hard to hard to live with it's hard to move forward with but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life it's a tree of encouragement it's a tree of vision of vitality later on in the same chapter of proverbs it says this it is pleasant to see dreams come true but fuel, fools refuse to turn from evil to attain them. It's pleasant to see dreams come true. That implies having a dream, having a vision, having a plan, and moving forward in a way that sees those things come to pass. But fools refuse to turn from evil to attain them. It, it is foolish not to turn from evil or insignificant things or living by default and, and not move into something that matters, that makes a difference. It's foolish to, to not turn from evil to attain them. It's just good to have a dream. It's good to have a picture of the future we, we define having a dream as this the last couple of weeks. It's having a picture of the future. Living with, with, with a design, with a vision, a picture of the future that both brings God glory, that's honoring to him, that builds his kingdom, and that enriches the world around us, that, that builds the world around us. It's just good to live with, with a dream. We've been centering around these last couple... Uh, uh, passages in the story of God. And this theme is through, all throughout the scripture, right? You can you can see this in Adam and Eve. God creates Adam and Eve in his own image to rule with him, to create with him, to, to partake in his nature and his image and to create out of, out of it. He calls Abraham to go to a new place so that he can form a new nation. He has this dream that all nations would be blessed through the life, through the lineage of Abraham. God calls Joseph through a physical dream, like a a REM sleep while he's in his bed kind of dream and gives him this radically different picture of what could be through his ruling and his leading. God raises up kings and rulers all throughout the nation of Israel's history to bring his people back to his original purpose, to to redeem the dream. God uses prophets to call people to repentance, to call people to turning from one way to live another. Jesus came. We see this in the Gospels and the rest of our New Testament, Jesus came and presented a dream. He presented a vision of his kingdom being unearthed and grown and matured on the earth as it is in heaven. You see, through all throughout the story of God. And we've looked at one instance where we see that in the story of God in the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Paul's encouraging the church in Ephesus, he says this: for we, people who follow Jesus, people who, who have been made new in him, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. You were created for good works. Maybe you've heard the phrase, you are created on purpose, for, for a purpose, for really good works. That God planned beforehand, that he had this holy, divine brainstorming session of what could be true because of your life. Because of your family, because of your giftings, because of your calling, which God prepared hand beforehand, that we should walk in them, that we should fulfill them, that we should live into the dreams, the good works He's planned for us. Later on in his letter, Paul says in in Ephesians chapter three, verse twenty, now to him, this is the same God who makes you anew, it's the same God who calls you. Now to him who is able, he's the one who's able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power, the the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. We see it all throughout the story of God. It is his design. It's his desire for you to live with a dream, with an expectation, with a vision, with with a leaning into a picture of what not is not yet, but what could be. And let me just ask you this. We've asked ourselves this question several times the last couple weeks. Where do you need to dream? What area or areas of your life do you need a dream? Do you need a picture of the future that would bring God lots of lots of glory and, and impact the lives of those around you, that would bring the world good? Where do you need to dream? Is it a, is it an area of your character? Is it an area in your vocation? Is it an area in your family, in a relationship, in a passion, in a hobby? Where do you need a God-sized dream? And again, today I wanna just give us a couple, of, a couple of thoughts as we just put this whole conversation together. We just connect the dots a little bit. I wanna go back to what Caleb talked about so well last week, that when we live into a dream, when we start to discern a God dream for our life. The, the wise thing to do the first thing we should do is start with the dreams of Jesus. We should start with Jesus' dreams. Before we ask Jesus, would you give me a specific, unique, God-designed dream for my life, I should already be in alignment with the dreams that he spelled out for me in his word. Before I ask Jesus, give me a word, give me a picture for my life, I should be walking out and living into what he's already revealed, the countless dreams that he invites me to be. He dreams that I would be a person of forgiveness, that I would be a person that is made new in the attitude in in my mind, who's being renewed in my mind, who's being transformed in my character. Am I already living into the dreams of Jesus for me? Am I already living into the dream of Jesus that I'm his salt and his light in the world? Am I already living into that I would seek his daily bread for my life, that that I would pray this prayer and have this invitation, would you make your kingdom come in and through my life on earth as in heaven? Are you already living into the dreams of Jesus for your life? Before you would discern or ask for a specific calling, a specific dream, a specific picture, would you ask yourself, Jesus, am I already living with the dreams you've already revealed so clearly. Don't miss that. Start with the dreams of Jesus. Then a lot of what we talked about last week, Caleb helped us see is when we're discerning that unique calling, when we're discerning that unique dream, it's oftentimes that we can look at things that God has already put in our lives and start to put the pieces together, to start to connect the dots. And very simply, you can say it like this, look at where you are and what you have. Look at where you are. Look at the the places, the spaces, the circles, the relationships you're already in. Look at the spheres you're already in. Would Jesus maybe call you to go to Venezuela and start something totally new with people you have no idea? He very very well may do that. But he also desires to use you in the circles, in the spaces, in the spheres of influence you already are right now. Look at where you are. Then look what you have. What am I good at? What am I passionate about? What do people affirm in me? Especially what do people as part of the body of Jesus, the followers of Jesus, what do they affirm in me? Is this a specific gifting? Is it a specific calling? Is it an ability? What do I have? What are the resources he's already given me? Just such a helpful thing to think through as we try to discern this dream. Uh, Two weeks ago, the second week of this series, we Talked about these five steps. If you're trying to get really concrete and say, "Okay, how do I actually like dream with God? I'm in line with what He's invited me into. I'm in line with the dreams He's already revealed. And I'm a little bit aware of where I am in in life, or my family, or my work. Now I'm trying to discern this unique God dream for my life. We talked about these five steps. The first thing is you choose an area. What's the area? Is it my work? Is it my family? Is it my my vocation? Is it my education? What is it? What's the area? You identify the area. You choose an area. Then you start to, you ask for that picture. Jesus, what could be in this area in my life in the next five months, the next two years, the next five years? What could be true in my retirement as I look towards retirement in the next 10 years? You start to construct a dream. What is a picture? What may it look like? What's really helpful to do is you connect a time frame. What, what's the area of time that I, I sense the Spirit is, is leading me to dream within? And this is not to limit Jesus. It's not to limit you. It's not to limit the dream. It's start to clarify it. Say, okay, I'm not maybe dreaming about the next 25 years, although that may be helpful. I'm, dreaming, I'm actually dreaming about the next 24 months. That's what I'm having faith for. That's what I'm having vision for. That's what I'm asking a picture for. And you don't just get all the steps and get all the details. Part of dreaming with God is dreaming or considering the impact. It's considering the impact. Because of the God dream, I feel he's deposited, he's revealed, he's uncovering to me. How might I be different? How might the world around me be different? How might my workplace be different? What what might the impact be? Would I consider the impact? And then lastly, you don't get overwhelmed with the magnitude of the, of the dream or the picture of the vision, you start to say, hey, what would be a really simple first step? You create the first step. Create the first step and do what some people said, you make it so easy you could almost trip over it. You can almost just happen to be doing it. You have the right conversation. You, you pick up a resource. You read a book. You listen to a podcast. You start to create the first step to get moving in the area that you're dreaming about, that you're asking God for. So let me just ask you again, where do you need to dream? Where do you need to dream? Where do you need to dream? Would you think of that area or areas? Would you think of those relationships? Just think of that sphere of your life. Where do you need to dream? And again, to help us maybe put it all together and to propel us to keep us in this posture, I wanna give you four questions that even in this moment, I invite you to wrestle with. I invite you to to chew on a a little bit. Four four questions. And these are not magic questions, just something I I think Jesus would have us wrestle with as we think about this idea of of continuing to dream. The first is this, what are your current barriers to dreaming? What are your current barriers to dreaming? What's the area of your life that you're dreaming about? And what are the what are the barriers to you having a God-sized dream? To you not just having, but moving and living into a God-sized dream in that area. Maybe it's a resource barrier. <laughs> Maybe you look at what you, who, where you are and what you have and you just feel like, I am not equipped to live into that kind of dream. I don't have the resources, I don't have the connections, I don't have the time, the resource of time to live into that, to move into that. I don't even have the time to dream let alone move in a dream. What are the current barriers to dreaming? It's helpful to name them. Say so these, these, are, these are what they are. What are the barriers? The second is this. Maybe in relation to that barrier or in your life as a whole, is your expectation of Jesus' character and ability to be evident in your life actively growing? You could say this. Is my faith growing? Is it growing? And how most things in life, and I believe faith is the same way, it grows by being stretched. Things grow, things get stronger when there's a stretch, when there's a tear and repair kind of cycle. Is your faith, is your expectation, is your leaning into the character and ability of Jesus to be evident, to be real, to be manifested, to be revealed through your life, is that actively growing? And part of how we help it grow is to continue to dream, to continue, like Paul says, to ask and imagine, to live into a God-sized dream. Is it actively growing? A third question is this, whose dream around you Not just think about your own dreams, your own life, your own what could be, but whose dream around you needs your prayer, your encouragement, and or your resources? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's a friend, a coworker, maybe someone within the walls of journey. Whose dream around you needs your prayer, your intercession, you going to heaven on their behalf? Needs your encouragement, your words of life, your words of building up, not tearing down, and maybe your resources. Maybe they need your time. Maybe they need what, the connections you have. Whose stream around you would God use you to fuel, to further, to make it possible? And the last question is this. How can you maintain How can you maintain a posture and a practice of dreaming in the coming days? How can you maintain a posture, a a heart posture, a spirit posture, a faith posture of dreaming, and a practice? Maybe you're a journaler. Maybe you're an auditory learner. And for you, it's, it's listening to other people process. It's processing with someone else. If you it's watching or reading something or gathering information, how can you maintain a posture, an inward posture and an outward practice of dreaming in the coming days? I believe Jesus wants to give us and continue to give us God dreams. God sized dreams. I want to give you this last quote and pray for us and then give us a few resources. This is Mark Batterson. we quoted him several times. I invite you to just Google his name. Uh, Just Google image his name. You'll see all these quotes and all this good stuff from Mark Batterson, who's really lived in a lot of God-sized dreams in his life and his ministry. He says this, Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Let's go home. Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. It's time to dream again. The capacity to dream is part of the image of God. It's the supernatural byproduct of a spirit-filled life. Show me the size of your dream, and I'll show you the size of your God. Let's go home. It's time to dream big, pray hard, and think long.